that's one of the really interesting things that has always been cool about Peshmerga and about like we even on the last tour we were amazed by we have our fans and we have people that have been coming to our shows yeah for 40 years or something but then there's also a whole new audience every time I don't know if that's because it's generations of families where it's just they've been forced to listen to our music <laughs> or, or it is a new, or new discoveries, you know, it's like, it, like once in a while something like this show happens like The Last of Us and a song comes and I think the next day after that there, there was literally the most searches for, or Shazam for who is this band, like I think at one point it was we were at the top of that that search. <laughs> oh my goodness! Welcome to the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. I know people are like, "Ooh!" On Thursday, I'm gonna see Depeche Mode. I've been wanting to see them in concert since probably 2001. When I that was when I first got into them. I didn't grow up listening to them. I got into them. I, I, I didn't hear Personal Jesus first. I think it was the Exciter album. And I heard um, Dream On. And I thought, whoa. And all the alternative stations were playing it. And then that's how I gradually got into Depeche Mode. And I had the best of, was it 86 to 98? I think it was. Um, I'm finally going to I remember when I had that CD. And then they were in, they were in town. And I had lent the CD to someone and they were like, they're in town. I'm like, God, I wish I could go see them. And here we are 22 years later. <laughs> you know, um, that's why when um, people are worried about aging and reaching certain milestones, um, I like to assure them that the farm is not sold yet. And that the teenage you is still inside of you. And there's things that I've done where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to do this. I've always wanted to do this, especially the teenage me. So it's it's still in there. You know what I mean? Whether it's watching a movie that you weren't supposed to watch or reading a book that you weren't supposed to read. <laughs> yeah. Or the knowledge that you soak up throughout the decades. Um, this is bittersweet, though, that I finally get to see Depeche Mode because their bandmate Fletcher um, Andrew, Andrew Fletcher died last May and, and I think many of us thought that was the end that was the end of Depeche Mode after 40 years that was the end 40 was it 43 years and it wasn't and they um, said that they were working on another album and um, a tour and I and I remember when the tour dates came up and I this is in October, and I, oh, I used the credit card and I bought a ticket, a ticket, one ticket, um, because I think this is the last. This is the last tour. I could be wrong. Dave Gahan and Martin Gore, two surviving members of Depeche Mode. I mean, there is the former, Pat, you know, members of Vince Clark and Alan Wilder. Um, I think some people thought that you know now that um, Andrew was gone, that he would come back but no it's it's you know it's not gonna happen um i'm i'm so i'm just so elated that i get to see them and you know it's funny how he's mentioning the last of us and people rediscovering these songs like never let me down again 
and I have a relationship with that song. I remember we listened to that a lot in college. And then, you know, if I'm going for a drive and I'll listen to it. And because I, I, was, I was telling someone today, I do enjoy my own company. I do. I love the friends that I have, but sometimes I just want to be alone. You know, sometimes I feel that I have to perform for people and then realizing that I don't. Um, and it's just better to be yourself and to be raw and to be uh, vulnerable and visceral and um, all those different things. And that's why I do the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I almost forgot to say that. Or no, I think I did. I'm so tired today. I'm so tired and um, I'm sure I had some faux pas along the way today. Um, it was fascinating. It was a fascinating experience. And um, yeah, I mean, here, here we are. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, first and foremost, I want to say before we go any further, um, if I forget to acknowledge people, it's not so much that I'm forgetting. I'm either tired or... My mind is doing something else. My mind is going at a million miles per second. It's like, oh my god, oh my god. So you know, and I'm not, and I'm not a rude person, and I, you know, and so I, I wanted to say that because I think um, I don't want people to think, you know, the worst of me. Oh, he didn't acknowledge it. No, I, I, I meant to. I meant to. You know, with me, there are moments where things happen. And it's like, oh, I have to go do this. You know, it's like if you have to go to the bathroom. Um, you have to go. I, I had to go. So, you know, and I don't like talking in bathrooms. That's just me. Very rarely. It's like, okay, I, I have to do my thing now. Bye. That's just me. That's just me. Um, other than that, I'm a very social person. Um, but I do enjoy my company. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go see Depeche Mode on just me on Thursday. Some people, I think, would see that as lonely. No. I will say that going to Aftershock by myself was a little strange. It was a little strange because then it's like, okay, do I look for my people? <laughs> you know, and I met people along the way and it was fun. And then now I'm more invigorated about it because my friend wants to go and then my other friend wants to go. And so it's like, okay. And that's the beauty of that. You don't have to worry about all buying tickets together because you're all going to see each other. And then I know others who are going to go and hopefully I get to run into them. And um, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a wild experience to be able to do that. But to be able to see Depeche Mode, um, I mean, you think of these songs. Violator came out in 1990, 33 years ago. And the 20, the 30th anniversary was during the pandemic. That is such an iconic album. You think of the songs that are on it. Uh, Policy of Truth, Clean, which is one of my favorites. Personal Jesus. And then, then another one, just a masterpiece. Enjoy the silence. I think we could all use that. And I think during the pandemic, we all learn to enjoy the silence. And um, go outside. And rather than sit inside and watch television all day and... You know whether you had to wear a mask or not and um so yeah it's um they are such an amazing band and um i'm just so happy that you know it's, I'm, I'm nervous it's like oh god you know because you 
at the same time, I don't want to have too many expectations. Okay, I've never seen them live before. Um, what do what what am I in for? Some people have said negative things. Many have said positive things. But the consensus is is that it's it's Depeche Mode. I mean, you think of this band that has lasted forty years, and many many you know people left and people died. I hope, and I hope, this is just a hope that they do Black Celebration, because I have been listening to that obsessively, um, I think, since October. You know, just the lyrics. Um, of course, they're going to do Personal Jesus, uh, uh, Halo, uh, Enjoy the si- Enjoy the Silence, for me, is a meditation of sorts, because it's, it's just, it's there. It's a part of our consciousness. It's a part of our being, as is Walking in My Shoes. Or, I mean, I can relate to that song in so many levels. Or uh, Strange Love. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, you know, I don't like to reveal too much on this show. But I have had some strange love. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's why, you know, you listen to these songs and you relate to them. And now we have... Um, this new album that's coming out on Friday. I haven't heard all of it, but I have heard uh, Ghosts Again. And as a, as a film person from me, that harkens back to the, um, the night playing chess with death and the seventh seal, which is such a beautiful, beautiful film, brutal film. And I watched that on March 13th, 2020. Only because Max von Sydow had just died and I wanted to watch it. I'd always heard of his collaboration with Igmar Bergman and and how, oh, don't watch Igmar Bergman's films because they're depressing. It was such a powerful film. So back to Depeche Mode's Ghosts again. I love how they, that's the video and that's the, because you feel like they're paying tribute to Fletcher and um, Andy Fletcher in there. And, but at the same time, it's time to go forward with whatever that means um but never let me down again is is such a oh my goodness and behind the wheel oh i have relationships with these songs not with people maybe associated with friends and what have you where it's in an association but the songs themselves i they forever stay with me i mean that best of 86 and 98 right there you got stripped a question of lust. <laughs> oh, yes. Been there. Uh, personal Jesus. Enjoy the silence. Policy of truth. World in my eyes. I feel you. I feel you. It's it, it's not hard for me to describe songs because I am an artistic type and I, you know, um, and I do draw and I do write. Uh, the first time I heard that song, it sounded like basically the universe on its axis. That's what it sounded like because there's so much going on, so much sonic, and it's driven by this, you know, uh, kind of techno, but at the same time, it's grunge and the guitars and Dave's voice and the drums, and it's, it's just, it's pulsating. It's, it's basically like sex, but it's sonic sex. I feel you. I mean, hello. Um, walking in my shoes is oh my god that video that's oh that's the thing with Depeche Mode is their videos their videos are very striking and I remember reading somewhere that at one point in the 90s Madonna wanted to work with them and they refused 
Like she wanted to do something with them, whether it was a tour, you know. Um, of course, they have the uh, 1988 documentary that they did with D.A. Pennybaker. As a film person, I, I am very familiar with D.A. Pennybaker. And um, I haven't really watched the film. It's Depeche Mode 101. 101. I should watch it. I should watch it. Um, and it's the tour, and it's them playing the Rose Bowl. And was it the Rose Bowl? In 1988? This is, this is, I mean, this is before Personal Jesus and Enjoy the Silence ever hit. I mean, you've got Master and Servant, Plimp, uh, Behind the Wheel, Strange Love, Blasphemous Rumors, Stripped, Somebody, Black Celebration, Pleasure, Little Treasure, Just Can't Get Enough, Everything Counts, Never Let Me Down Again. Um, yeah. So maybe I I I, I, I want to watch it before the before I see them, you know. There's there's only so much time where you can do things, and um, I think because so much of my energy is focused on okay, I wake up in the morning. I I I'm such a nerd. Here we go. Um, I wake up in the morning with purpose, and then it's like okay, I got to get the espresso because I do do two shots daily. Uh, and maybe a little coffee at the end of the day. Uh, that's the Italian in me. <laughs> or maybe my Italian friend who influenced me. Um, and then I'll drink like a uh, meal replacement in the morning. Because I try not to eat in the morning. If I do, it's like, jeez. Oh, um, because it is... One of my friends assumed, oh, that's not food. It is because it has calories and it has protein and it has carbohydrates. I, I think people like to kind of try to school me on, well, you shouldn't take this. Well, like an, I was on a form of medication in there and I tried to explain, well, this causes this. And I'm thinking, yeah, so does that. But back to, um, <laughs> oh God, see, I'm losing my train of thought. Back to that, you know, um, what I do daily takes up a lot of my energy and, and I like that but at the same time I do have a life that exists beyond that and I do have interests and I do I do have a lot of hobbies I really do um, uh, too many too many I mean there's podcasting there's trying to get back in shape and because uh, I, I did it the first time and it's kind of like yeah but this time you have to do it in a different way and I am aware that I have to take things for my joints and I have to do this, and, you know, because my, to quote Carrie Fisher when she was talking about her mother and she says, my mother likes to think that she's 35, but she's not. And so my brain likes to think that my body is still 18 and 19. It's like, oh, but wait, you got to do this. You got to stretch before you do this. And you have to remember to what because like I have that watch on and I have to remember my heart rate and if it goes over this and the blood pressure and all those wonderful things and but I don't I don't associate that with being older I associate that now with being careful because uh, I'm at a point where I would like to you know be careful and but going to a Depeche Mode concert that's not being careful that's being you're being sucked into the seduction because the music the visuals everything see how I just wrap that back around because I don't want to go on a tangent you know 
I think as a podcaster, I think people assume that we go on tangents, and I did in the past, and that was the past. And um, uh, as I was talking to a student once that I was working with at a college, I said, look, we were talking about feeling secure in yourself. I said, I do feel secure in myself a lot more than I ever have. And they said, is that being older? And I said, not necessarily. It's experience. Which you do get from being older, but it's an experience and it's realizing, okay, I only have something to prove to X amount of people now. Because when someone gives me an opportunity, I take it. And I want to not so much show myself that I can do it, but to prove, or not prove, but, well, you know, um, Reaffirm that I am capable of doing this. Okay, that's a better word to say. That, you know, you can put me in any situation and I have the capabilities and tools and the wherewithal to do it. You know, I show up mentally and physically. And so as a podcaster, that's what I, I, I strive to do. I don't like the word try. I mean, yeah, we could, you know, it makes me think of Yoda from Star Wars. Remember what he says to when Luke says, Okay, I'll give it a try and, and Yoda. This is such a profound thing because with Star Wars, it's all you know. It's much more than just a movie. I think people realize you know there's mythology and then there's you know uh, theology and you know the whole uh, the symbolism and iconography. And I'm using probably words that some of you have no idea. And and I apologize for saying that. I you know I shouldn't. My I'm aware that my audience is very broad so tired right now but um and so yoda is like when luke says okay i'll give it a try no do or do not there is no try and then you kind of realize oh because our words are you know it's not so much you have to be careful with your words your tone of things as well i've had to learn that throughout the years that my tone it's like okay Sometimes I, that's why I just need a microphone or a megaphone <laughs> to, to maybe get my point across. Um, but I know you're probably like, I thought you were going to talk about Depeche Mode. Oh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I bought a really good seat. cost me $300. <laughs> I think it was 100 and then 100 and something. And then they tack on, oh, wonderful ticket master. They talk on all those bullshit. And I'd like to acknowledge Robert Smith of The Cure because I wanted to go see The Cure. He's going after Ticketmaster because look what happened with the whole Taylor Swift fiasco. Now, if you want to buy a concert ticket, you have to be a ver and then verified fan. And then the prices are outrageous, Beyonce. $900 to see you and then 200 for nosebleeds? No. I paid $400, close to 400 Last November, I bought Aftershock tickets for four days. And I've talked about this on that show, on this show, that show. Oh, God, I really do need to go to sleep. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. But as I tell myself and I tell people I wouldn't have it any other way, I don't regret it. I do what I do because this is what I signed up for. And that my, my hobbies... And all of my interests that I do on a daily basis 
means something. This means something. I don't take this for granted what I do. I love this as I do what I, I love what I do uh, during the day as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm careful who I tell about the show because they're probably like, oh my God, another one, another podcast because it's become such a niche, you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like the person says, oh, I know how to tell the, for- I had, I had to tell your fortune. Yeah. So does the lady down the street. So does my cat. But yeah, I try to always put heart into what I do and intimacy. That's the, the one word that I really strive for is when I'm talking to people or when I'm, consoling someone that intimacy that I really am there for you I mean every word I really am I try to give them my fullest uh, eye contact and expressions and energy and um, the same with the podcast is that's why I will not do a video podcast that's just not in me those who do it like Jason Almy and the creatures I'm all for it and and George Trombolopoulos who does his show he'll do like his live um instagrams i'm all for that and i in fact we recorded a show together on a live instagram i would love to do that again because i would love to talk about everything everywhere all at once with him but tonight it's about depeche mode and i don't have i mean i have a list in my head of songs that i hope they do but it's not what i want they know how to serve their audience they really, really do. They know how to serve the audience in such a way that um, is uh, profound. It's they they are dialed in. They they are fully aware. Okay, this is our band. These are the people that came to see us. They love us. They um, are, are they feel for us because we lost an integral member of our band last year, and they wanted to continue on. That says something about those two. Is that we've been doing this for forty something years since we were babies, and here we are. We are men now. We are beyond what bands usually and typically stay together for. I mean, you think of the Beatles, most famously, were only together for 10 years. You think of the Stones, they've been together for 60 years. They just lost Charlie Watts two years ago. Um, You think of Led Zeppelin and how you know, there's three of them. John Bonham has been dead longer than he was alive. He died 43 years ago. Or the who and how now it's just Roger and Pete. So that's that's saying something, you know. I mean, music and celebrating it, but also creating it. That takes a lot to get up there and do a tour, do a show. And so that's why I'm just I'm going there with no preconceived notions it's like okay so i may not watch the video or the 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 documentary until maybe after i did that with behemoth where that was my first time seeing them and 
I watched a little bit and then and then afterwards. The same with Mishuga. With Mishuga, it was like okay. I think I watched. I watched some of the Alive, and then it wasn't until after I saw them, and I got it, and I went, ah, now this all makes sense. It's different when you see a band that you've never really seen live, and then all of your preconceived notions, they change. And you have not just more respect, it's as if the doors have been opened wide. And... I felt that with Tool. I felt that seeing St. Vincent in 2021, seeing her in concert in Berkeley, and as a guitar player and as a finger picker, Annie Clark is the shit. And she put on this elaborate show that was funny. It was funky. It was soulful. It was, she can shred on the guitar. And I love musicians who do that. And, you know, we all have different types of music that we love. St. Vincent moves me more than Adele. Adele, it's like, meh. All right. You put out one good album and then the rest, meh. You know, but with St. Vincent and then all these other bands, for me, it's the it's the intimacy. It's a different kind of intimacy. Yes, we can sing these sad love songs, which Depeche Mode and many others have done. But then there's this intimacy of, okay, but at the same time, never let me down again um enjoy the silence where it really it feels like it's part of your of your dna now or personal jesus i think personal jesus um allegedly they wrote that because that's what elvis called priscilla presley was his personal jesus or maybe it was the other way around and boom they put it into a song. They put that video. That video is striking. Um, if you watch the video, you know what I'm talking about. Because it's in black and white. And then the whole imagery and the women. The guys, are, the guys basically are dressed like uh, cowboys. But in Mexico. Or Spain. They, that's what it's the Ponderosa, basically. <laughs> maybe a little bit of... Uh, maybe it is... Uh, uh, kind of uh, a saloon of sorts. Uh, personal Jesus pick up, you know, um, what is it? Uh, telephone, flesh and bone, like the telephone pick up the receiver. I'll make you a believer. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I know those songs so well there in my skin and my DNA that I know them by heart like that. Um, enjoy the silence for me, though, is the masterpiece the harmonics and the the way the song just builds and the lyrics i mean um you know um i mean lyrically and i think we'll end tonight with that just talking about enjoy the silence and um to be able to watch them do that i am i am looking forward to that because i mean you you think of these lyrics and and i and i love lyrics i mean for me and i think i've talked about this the most powerful song in a movie i wasn't fond of the movie that i've ever heard was iris by the goo goo dolls and that lyric that johnny resnick wrote so powerfully when everything feels like the movies yeah you bleed just to know you're alive and i thought whoa and then you hear the cello, and then you hear the orchestra, and then you hear the guitars. 
that's what a lyric does okay we we could take it all the way back to the blues or to jazz um when the lyric you know is is that intimate and at the same time striking um but for me i mean this whole song i love it where they say vows are spoken to be broken feelings are intense words are trivial pleasures remain so does the pain words are meaningless and forgettable i could sing it but i don't want to i don't feel like doing that for you because this is a film and music podcast you don't need to hear me sing i do sing but i sing for myself i sing for some friends um when i'm in a good headspace or when i'm feeling you know I've said this I will sing I will sing sometimes before I record the show so that my voice has been worked out like I went to the gym for my voice and then it's it's the and then also speaking from the diaphragm because the diaphragm has been worked and and it's a lot easier to just fit it in like a glove oh my goodness Depeche Mode what are you doing to me 22 years 22 years and um Oh my God, this song's precious. I hope they do precious. I mean, uh, Soothe My Soul. I mean, there's so many. They have so many songs. And their albums. I, I loved Sounds of the Universe because you've got Wrong. And then, oh my God, one of my favorites is In Chains. Their songs are so... If you listen to the earlier songs, they're different. They they don't sound like themselves yet. It wasn't until probably um, Black Celebration they really started to get dark. That the sound really started to change and to morph into something different. This wasn't just another dance band or a new wave band from England. This was a different kind of sound. And I think that is illustrated in... Um, their uh, 1988 documentary uh, Depeche Mode 101 a film by D.A. Pennybaker Chris Hedges and David Dawkins I mean I have the shirt of this I'm going to probably wear it on Thursday um, underneath my work clothes <laughs> uh, oh god this film was just yeah I love this. It says the groundbreaking film has been meticulously upgraded from the original sources into 4K. Blu-ray total running time, three hours and 13 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So back up uh, Mandalorian. I will probably watch you tomorrow. But tonight it's all about Depeche Mode. Thursday, I'm going to go see them. I am excited. I'm also very kind of calm about it. It's like, finally, this is this is happening. You know, I bought the ticket. Usually people say ticket, but I'm saying ticket. Tickets, but I'm saying tickets. See how tired I am? Um, I bought it in October. So, October, November, December, January, February, March. Six months. Six months. And here we are. And here we go. Oh, so I wanted to just uh, say good night, unpleasant dreams. And um, I could play some Depeche Mode, but I would get in a lot of copyright trouble. 
and I do respect them and people are people so what can you do <laughs> to quote them um, try walking in my shoes oh that see the lyrics the way they do it and then the sonic and um, oh there's there's so much within a Depeche Mode song those albums, the way they made those albums. You can see why someone like Madonna was envious of them. She's envious of everybody. Is uh, They have a sound that nobody really can duplicate. And when you have a sound that no one else can duplicate, you live outside the lines of the creativity. Because now you are recognized for what you do on your terms. The same could be said about Tool or Rush or Led Zeppelin is then everyone starts to copy you because you have created a space for yourself where you sound like nobody else. Nobody can categorize you or box you in. And that's Depeche Mode. So this has been fun. I am finally going to go and get some rest. And as always, yeah, unpleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.